This gospel message is brought to you by the redeemed Christian Church of God, Fountain of Love, Aberdeen, UK. Open your heart to receive this life-changing Word of God. Father, we thank you. It's a great honor and privilege to come before you like this. We trust that today, once again, you will do beyond our expectations. Meet all needs here. Pray for those who are worshipping with us remotely. Reach them where they are. As many as are supposed, Lord, to be here. For one reason or the other, they are not here. We pray, Lord, your hand will draw your people. None of us shall miss out on our blessings. I pray, Lord, that the word of our mouth and the meditation of our hearts shall be acceptable in your sight, O God. And at the end of this day, the praise and the glory will be yours. Jesus' mighty name we pray. Shout hallelujah. God bless you. you. may be seated. Nice to see you all. Uh, we're not around next, last Sunday, but we believe that God graciously helped us here as well as we met. And um, so here we are. We've come to the last day of the month of July. Yeah. Hallelujah. And... Um, I checked there are not many times in which the uh, month ends on a Sunday. Uh, but this time around, it has ended on a Sunday. Uh, but the special grace of God I'll be sharing with us on Friday, if you are here, <clears throat> the Lord has sent the word to us for the month. And um, the word for the month of July was Isaiah 61 verse 7. Isaiah 61 verse 7, you remember that clearly. Um, if we just put that, he said, instead of your shame, you shall have double honor, and instead of confusion, you shall rejoice in their portion. Therefore, in their land, they shall possess double. Hallelujah. And of course, we know that the word for the new month, starting tomorrow, in fact, starting tonight sometime, is Psalms 105 verse 20. So 105 verse 20, if you are here on Saturday, or rather, well, on to Saturday, on Friday, you hear that the king sent and released name, drill of the people, let him go free. Hallelujah. And so I was praying, and the Lord said what he wants to do, because today is the last day of the month, he wants to give you a key for the next month. Uh, he just wants to hand you the key for the next month. He's giving us the word, but you need the key to unlock and to open it to that place of treasure. And so I'll be sharing with you something um, not exactly what we're thinking, but something along that line. I've made it easy. Okay, I won't do that on a Sunday. What do you think we want to talk about? I say it's a key. Anybody? Any guess? Access. Yes, sir. Okay. Uh, not quite. Anyone else? Quickly, quickly, quickly. Come on. Let's relax a little bit. You're not answering me today. Hmm? You know, eh? <laughs> you know, the wisdom of God is beyond what you can measure. Um, when people say the word of God is here, you tend to think that God has given pastor the word. But God does not just, well, he gives a person a word, but he also gives a place a word. And there's a word in this place. That's why whoever mans this place to preach uh, by compulsion or by will, you end up saying what God wants you to say. 
um, I think it was one of her brothers, but I Sunday preached, you know, he shared with us a long time ago. He said he prayed and prayed and prayed, and it was so spot on. It was what the Lord gave him that I spoke about. So when Brad Benga came this morning, and he was, some of you are probably wondering, what's this man doing? Uh, he's supposed to share. Um, why are you doing this? And anyway, the man led us to pray. And um, so I'm talking to you about five prayer points of great people. <laughs> five prayer points of great people. Or five prayer points that great people pray. Mm. And you'll be excited very soon. <laughs> prayer is universally practiced and pursued. Prayer is universally practiced and pursued. And uh, you ask me, why do I say that? That all of us somehow practice prayer and we pursue after prayer. I know that because of the number of you that I know you visit prayer houses. You say, do we? Yeah, all those online prayer houses. They are prayer houses. I don't feel guilty. Amen. Don't, not at all. Not at all. Uh, some of you probably recoil at the thought of, can I ever, you know, visit? And you know, when we talk of prayer houses in some other locations in the world, it's like going to some white garment churches or whatever. Well, there's nothing particularly wrong about that. You see, sometimes life can visit a person to the extent that you need to find a way of praying. And it is good when we get to that point that by force, by will, we end up praying. And so that tells me for sure that uh, we all love to pray. I, one of our parents, she's going to be with the Lord now. Um, you know, she was surrounded by children that were born again, uh, on fire for the Lord, my wife and her cousin. And uh, when Mama was uh, asking some prayer contractors to come to the house, she found a way of putting it very nicely and said they are her prayer partners. <laughs> Uh, so at least I could sit that way with you, Jesus, yeah, if you say prayer contract. But, but that, that's not where I'm going today. Prayer is central to all that we do. Amen? How do I know again? Prayer books and manuals, they still sell. Except that we are too lazy nowadays to even open the prayer books. How do I know? Few people will refuse you to pray for them. Have you noticed that one? Very few people. In this country, uh, tell anybody in your place or tell them, where are you going through this? You want me to pray for you? Say, yeah, go ahead and pray. Even if they don't believe in it. Of course, even politicians, they throw prayer around. Out of grief that people go through. You have heard them say before, what do they say? We will keep you in our thoughts. Uh, and we've asked them to stop saying that because we know they don't mean it. Uh, politicians says prayer. God help us. But we know, I use all this example just to let us know that God is interested in the way we pray and how we pray. And I'll soon go into those five major prayer points that everybody that ever succeeded in terms of the Christian faith succeeded by God's standard, they have to pray those prayer points and their victory will usually be beyond what you can imagine. And we shall be one of those as well. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Of course, the best person that tells us how to pray is the Lord Jesus Christ himself. Amen. And so I did a short study about the prayer life of Jesus, which hopefully, pray for me, we may do a series upon or possibly do a little book upon. But I, I, it, it blew my mind. He gave three parables on prayer. He gave three. Uh, the Bible gave us examples of, of three private prayers of Jesus Christ. Three of them. 
We were giving four public prayer examples that Jesus Christ did. And we were giving one process and template of prayer. So you can know that we can go everywhere. And in every one of them, there is a message that has been given unto us. So this is just as a form of introduction to let you know the centrality of prayer and the importance of prayer. Brethren, we need to pray. Thank God for the word. We need to pray, believe the word, and pray the word into our lives. Oh, Jesus Christ, our Lord prayed. And please don't let anybody tell you. Because there are some people going around now telling us that, you know, God, we should not be praying and asking things from God. You know what? We should just pray so that we can fellowship with God. Yes, it's because you have not been in trouble. Because the Bible is a real book, not just a textbook, not just a book that is written for some people that are in lofty places. They have not felt the pains of life, or they felt the pains of life. They never bothered to read themselves of their pains of life. Tell me, brethren, every parable the Lord Jesus Christ gave is about praying for need. And it doesn't waste material. Number one parable that he gave, he gave the parable of the friend that needed resource in the midnight. And went to his friend's house. Number two, he gave the parable of a widow that needed justice. Both of them, the first one said, give me substance to give. The second one, give me justice. The third one was those that needed the parable of the Pharisee and the publican who needed the mercy of God concerning their sins and the forgiveness. It's all about need. Don't be ashamed to ask God. Promise in your heart that we ask God until God says he's tired of hearing. And he will never say he's tired of hearing. Most of the time, it is we that I say we are tired of asking. Brethren, let's start this. I believe this shall be a turning point in our lives. And please, I beg of you, go and check very, very clearly. It is about needs. If you have needs, cry to God. Please show me James chapter 5. Let's read verse 13. Probably to verse 18. I just want you to show this one. So that I want to stir your heart so. There is nothing wrong in you. Daily asking God for everything you need. Is anyone among you suffering? Let him pray. Did you hear that? Is anyone suffering? What should you do? Is anyone suffering? Pray. You suffering lack? Pray. Are you suffering persecution? Pray. Whatever you are suffering, pray. Is anyone cheerful? Let him what? Verse 14, please. Is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray. Anointing with oil in the name of the Lord Jesus. And he went on and explained why we should pray. By the time he goes to verse 18, he said, The fact of prayer of a righteous man availeth much. May I please tell you once again, as much as the word of God flows in this house, this house shall remain a house of That's what Jesus Christ calls it. Oh, I will give everything to have people gather around and pray. And thank God, God, of all things, I thank God, it's not just giving me oratory or as even, I don't even think so. But it's giving me the heart to pray. It's giving me a desire to pray. And may that same spirit that God has left in this house above any one of us that we shall be men and women of prayer. And we shall pray through in the name of Jesus Christ. And finally, please, look at the life of people you see around you. Amen. Look at the life of great men. Try and listen to how they prayed, because that's exactly what happened concerning the disciples of Jesus Christ. They listened to his prayer. 
And when you are hearing all these elders telling us about things, about prayer, please take note. I will conclude with that later on, how we need to respond. Many a times, we spend too much time. Let me give you now. We'll probably talk about that later. Many a times, we spend too much time trying to reinvent the wheel. Whereas, you only need to copy what those that have gone ahead of you have done. Tell you a story. I listened to this. I wasn't there. I listened to this. It was an online ministration by um, Pastor... Ibiyomi. What's his first name again? David Ibiyomi. He was invited back to Living Faith Church winners to go and minister. I think it was the minister's conference. And that thing stuck with me. And he was ministering there. And he was just telling the people, he said, I think it was how to do well in ministry or something. Because God has helped him. God helped him. He's made a lot of impact. Went through challenges himself. But God helped him. So he said, look, uh, he gave them one point. He gave them two points. The number one point is that all the things that you have heard, go and do them. He said, I don't need to tell you anything. Only number two, what you have seen. He said, all that is doing there, Paracourt, he said, most of them, sorry, what most of them, they are not even things that he has known the reason. He said, he saw Bishop doing it and he's going to do it. Many of us, we are, do you know, uh, now conversion is starting in a week's time. You will notice that the Jew, after ministry, full of anointing, full of grace, the elderly man will always do something after it. He will ask everyone to pray individually. Have you noticed that? Could he not decree and things happen? He said, you. He said, prayer point. Go and pray. He said, I'll give you 30 minutes. Pray. After that, you can declare. Individuals must find a way of praying. It's good to say amen to prayer. It's good to have somebody lay hands upon you. But Jesus wants to hear. That is why Jesus himself, when he was ministering, he will always, always ask, what do you want me to do for? Say it with your mouth. And don't just, don't just settle for somebody prays over you. It's good. But he wants to hear your voice. That's why it's a father-son relationship. And I tell you, once more time, I tell you, as we are entering to this particular perfect jubilee, as I mentioned on Friday, take note, life shall never remain the same. Yeah. But I think in the mercy of the Lord, he just decided that I should share this with you very quickly. <clears throat> and hopefully, um, I will just leave you to pray for a little while, and then we'll see what the Lord will do. Amen. Five prayer points that anyone who will see greatness in their lives, they will pray. Prayer point number one. Father, I thank you. Do we always pray the prayer? Father, I thank you. When you're going through challenges, anyone that God will use and he will do things in their life, they must always have on their lips, Father, I do what? I thank you. I believe this is the starting point for anyone and everyone who will see great things. And also, the lack of it is the reason why many fail. And in fact, why God resists many. Romans chapter 1 verse 21. Test me clearly. Romans chapter 1 verse 21. Test me clearly. It's one of the main reasons why people do not be where God wants to be. Because although they knew God. Do you know God? We know God. They did not glorify him as God, nor were, but became futile in their thoughts. And their foolish hearts were darkened. Therefore, verse 22, let's go on. You can just click that one. He went and said, God gave them up to reprobate because, oh, well, professing to be wise and he continued. Anyway, I think verse 24, he said, therefore God gave them up to reprobate mind that they would do things which were inconvenient. May the Lord give you a heart of thanksgiving. 
Father, I, when you have great or small victory, say, Father, I thank you. Amen. Thank God for all the testimony this morning. Testimony of healing. Testimony of deliverance. Testimony of a new year. And that's why we start our services with testimony. Have you noticed? It could have come later. After we have sung songs, so after we have prayed the opening prayer, the next thing we do, always is to do was, is to say, Father, we thank you. That's the meaning of the testimony. Many things we do, we don't give you explanation. But the wise, they follow. The foolish, they start to reinvent the wheel. I follow many things, rather supposedly sheepishly. Later on, God will tell me the reason. That's why we give testimony first. Father, I thank you. Jesus Christ at the tomb of Lazarus, remember what did he say? He said, Father, I thank you. John chapter 11, verse 41. In times of confusion and seeming inconsistencies as well, in Luke chapter 10, verse 21, the Lord Jesus Christ said, Father, I thank you because you have hid this. Uh, I thank you, Father, Lord, because you have hidden these things from the wise and prudent. Jesus Christ saw that those that are the rabbis, those that knew things, and many of us will go through confusing things in life, rather than argue, rather than worry. Why is that man prospering? I'm not prospering. Why is my, me prospering? You, if you don't understand, just say, Father, I thank you because you are wiser than I am. I thank you because you know what I don't know. Father, I thank you. Oh, the scripture is very tidy and we, we draw our own meaning. But when you look at it in context, the Lord Jesus Christ pondered. He said, Father, what is happening? Rabbi is supposed to know this. These are the ones that know the scripture. In fact, in those days, the ordinary people, they don't have Bible. I hope you know that. So how is it that they were the one believing? And those that have studied it, that was their life dedicated. God hide it from there. It was confusing. But Jesus Christ did not say, Father, look, I trust you. Are you going through a confusing situation? He said, Father, I thank you. You thought we'd go one way, it's going another way. He said, Father, I thank you. Because it's a prayer that all great people will pray. Number two, prayer that all great people will pray and have been praying. Have mercy on me, O Lord. Have mercy on me, O Lord. I hope you are taking note of them. Um, this morning I started praying them. Have mercy on me, O Lord. The clearest sign of humility displayed by the humble is have mercy. The proud don't ask for mercy. Have you noticed that? No, they don't need mercy. They don't need mercy as far as they are concerned. It's their own handwork. And that is the reason I've warned people, if according to your righteousness, when things like this are seeping into your prayer, Father, for all this I've been paying my tithe. Why is it? Lord, for this time I've kept myself pure. Why is it I've not found a husband? Father, for all this time, you know, there are people that I know they did all sorts of atrocious things before they got married. But see me, I tried now. See where I'm. Don't let that seep in, I beg you. Let your prayer be, Father, have mercy on me. I'm sorry, it may sound insensitive, but that is the key. That is why, in fact, that's why the Bible is replete with example of those that are supposed not to even have anything from God. They got it. And those that are supposed to have, they don't have it because those are supposed to have, we've not learned the language of mercy. Every day, let your prayer be, Father, have mercy. I never get to the point of, Lord, what have I done? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Never. Daily, say, Lord, I'm unworthy. Have I done X, Y, Z? It does not matter. After all, if you look at my life very clearly, if you put on such light there, there will be things you see there, motives that are not right, pride that is there. Even the things that I was doing, they were sometimes for sure, are they not? What am I talking about, Lord? Just have mercy on me. 
Those that pray have mercy. I've never seen God refuse mercy anywhere. If you see anywhere in the Bible, come and tell me. Show you an example of Manasseh before, the worst king in Israel. The man said, God have mercy. I mean, Manasseh was bad. I mean, that man was bad. You saw, you thought Ahab was bad. Ahab was a Sunday school boy. Ahab, Ahab was a decent guy. By the time you put him behind Manasseh. I mean, Manasseh was not only sacrificing idols on the hill, he brought the idols to the temple. Not just idol, he was doing human sacrifice in the temple. Come on. And the man opened his big mouth and said, they said judgment is coming. He said, ah, God forgive me. Ah. May you not miss out on the goodness of the Lord. Amen. But above all, never ever go to God in your own self-righteousness. I repeat that again. I have mentioned to you before, everything we do, know that at the end of the day, you still need God's mercy. Saw somebody yesterday and tried not to draw attention to myself. He said, ah, pastor, whatever, whatever. You know, sir, you are keeping trim or whatever. I said, yes, I am. I said, but that in itself does not guarantee longevity. Are you shocked to hear that? You think I'm foolish? You want my head to swell. I say, I'm keeping fit. And I'm, I'm reasonably fit by the grace of God. Watch what I eat. Make sure I exercise. Watch, but that still does not guarantee longevity unless God decides to do something. I'm telling you practical things I'm doing every day. Don't ever throw my head back. You may be tripped. There might be no whatever, whatever. They even say cholesterol is not even so important again. Where shall we hide? I'm going to ask Petros. I don't know what's wrong with them. You've been, we've been worried, what's our horror with people? We said we should not eat cholesterol. We stopped, we stopped eating cholesterol. They now say, I, saw, I thought it was a fluke. It was actually Washington Post that reported, you, you read it too, reported something that was done in America. So after you've deprived yourself of good eggs all this year, <laughs> and then they still say that the, what we kill the person is not even what you have been running away from. <laughs> it's mercy. It's mercy. What are you talking about? On my birthday, maybe that's why God is teaching me this. If I end on this, which I definitely will not, because I will sit you down until I finish today. <laughs> on my birthday, somebody just sent a clip to me. I told you, to sang in, in, in Yoruba language, you know. He said, it is mercy that I found, not because I can pray. I can't even remember. It's one thing I came from what I wrote that. Very, also well, well rendered. He said, it was mercy that I found. It's mercy that I found. I pray for you that daily when you step out of bed like this, you say, Lord, I'm going again. Have mercy on me. Amen. Are you hearing me? You do that, you'll be great. I'm telling you. I mean, you, there, there are no running away from that. You will be great. Let me give you a few Bible verses. In Psalms 89 verse 1, Psalm 89 verse 1, I will sing of the mercies of the Lord forever. With my mouth will I make known your soul. Before you start asking for mercy, thank God for previous mercy received. Amen. Uh -huh. Remember, it's mercy that brought us this far. Psalm 69 verse 16, Psalm 69 verse 16. Hear me, O Lord, for your loving kindness is good. Turn to me according to the multitude of your... Turn to me according to the multitude of your tender mercies. In Psalm 119, verse 41, he said, let your mercies come also to me, O Lord, your salvation. Let your mercy pursue me. It's one thing. You can walk with God to an extent in which even when you have stopped asking for mercy, mercy normally follows after you. Goodness and mercy. That's why it is called the sure mercies of David. 
Nobody got mercy like David. There's one character in the Bible. Listen carefully to me. Do not study David very well. I beg of you, I'm repeating it again. Never, ever again in your life, go to God on the basis of the little, teeny, winning things you have done. Perish that idea today. Am I asking you not to do? If you're a true child of God, you will do. I mean, there's no way. I mean, uh, I pray for mercy. I don't pray for mercy. I love to pray. I love to sing praises to him. I love to serve him. I love to give. I love to put myself out. But that in itself does not guarantee anything. He said, after you have done this, you will say, we say what? We are on profitable servants. Uh, that's, that's what you say. He said, after, after you set the table, say, you say, you disciple, don't even expect anything. After you have done this, just say we are profitable servants. Meaning that we have done what we expected of us to do. Expected of us to do. And you get to a place in which of a truth, as the Bible says. And God, 1 Corinthians chapter 17, verse 30. If you read the open levels today, um, you know, uh, Daddy in the Lord, uh, the general of Asia, compare two people, compare David and Saul. Did you read it very well? He said, in case of Saul, Saul was a man that kept making excuses. David was a man that immediately said, put up my hand. And he could put up his hand 10 times a day. Lord, I put up my hand. And he was never full of himself. No wonder. In 1 Corinthians chapter 17, verse 13, I will be his father, talking about the son that was coming after him. And he shall be my son. And I will not take my mercy away from him as I took it away from who was before him. Wow. Ah, Lord, don't take your mercy away from me. I said, Lord, don't take your mercy away from us. Mm, don't take it away, Lord. In the name of Jesus Christ. All right, let's go to number three. What is the prayer point number one? That every great person will pray. We have to pray. Number one. Number two. Good. Fantastic. Now take note of that. Either I use Lord or Father, they all have significance. Maybe another time I will let you know the significance of which of them. When you say, Father, you are addressing him in a relational basis. When you say, Lord, have mercy on me, you are addressing him and the master because he said, I will meet you before, in between the mercy seat. I've told you before, why is it not called the holy seat? Why is it not? It's, of course, it's so, why is it not the power seat? All about God is mercy. Oh, Lord, show us mercy. Show fountain of love mercy. People pray for favor. But if mercy does not go before favor, favor won't work. Because mercy, you can pump you with favor. Okay, somebody likes you. Somebody likes you, but every error you make as well, they will take note of it. Tell me how far you will go. Oh, before favor, mercy must flow. If you are to answer for everything you've done, who will stand? If thou shalt mark our transgressions, who shall stand? I'm not talking about big ones. Do you know how high the standard of God is? You misspeak like this in those days. They will stone the person. How they say has stone left in those days, I don't know. I mean, it's a serious matter. Don't laugh. <laughs> but the truth of the matter, when Jesus came, he brought life unto us. Amen. Number three. Father, let your hand be with me. <laughs> I was trying to understand this yesterday. Because as I told you on Friday, many of you probably have thought, I gave you a tentative topic on Friday, wasn't it? How we can marry double honor with a release, isn't it? And I was Lord, you've been helping us to do someone. And the Lord said, forget about it. So I got something else. And I, a few hours, he was talking to me. So I said, Lord, how do I say this one? What a bit of a dictation I was taking. Um, he said, Father, let your hand be upon me, isn't it? 
I find that difficult to explain. Okay, I was thinking, I got a drama man here today. Oh yeah, come. Bring a chair, maybe the one on the edge. I was just trying to figure out which one is the best way to explain this one. Okay, camera, can you catch him? That's fine. Good. Sit down, it's for you. You are the chairman. <laughs> for every human being that goes through life, God has three attitudes towards them concerning his hand. Number one attitude is that God can keep his hand by his side. He doesn't get involved. A majority of human beings, that's their portion. So all the natural laws will happen to them. If they work hard, they get results. And sometime along the line, the devil says, ah, which result? Let me come and devour this one. The devil will devour it. That's why it says Psalm 73. He said, God has set them in slippery places. Majority of the world. That's why you should not envy them. Because God is not really involved in their affairs like that. His hands are by his side. He does not. They do what they want to do. It's okay. They kill. When the time comes, they catch some of them. They don't catch some of them. Eventually, they end up in hellfire. But God is not involved with them. That's where his hand is. There's a second category that the hand of God is like this to them. He resists them. He resists them. The least you should get from God is to have his hand by his side. Don't get him to do this. And he does not need to, the person say, ah, I will try this method. Once around that, God does not need to be, you know, if you, yeah, try and pass me here. Try and pass me here. God does not need to. <laughs> I try, I got it right. <laughs> God does not need to do that. Back to your seat, chairman. All God needs to do is to do his hand lie. Because his hand can. <laughs> his hands cover everywhere. No running away. There was one man that God did like this for. You know him? Pharaoh. Pharaoh. He said, I will make example of you. Example, the greatest example I made of you is that when God resists a person, ah, Pharaoh was clever. I mean, Pharaoh also has spiritual power now. He got his magicians to do what? To also match Moses and Aaron. Up to point number three. When they cry, cry out and say, ah, this is the finger of God. They have inside that even ordinary people don't even have. They could recognize the finger of God. They say, ah, this one is beyond us. And they went back to Pharaoh. He said, Pharaoh, you will destroy Egypt the way you are going. Is there any man, is there any woman, is there any child that by influence, by, 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 um, by, by influence and association, you want to cause damage for those around you? I beg, please cry out. So a rubber provider says that if your housemate is eating cockroach during daytime, warn him because the coffee in the night will not allow any of you to sleep. Elders, they have wisdom. If your house person, if your mate, your flatmate is eating cockroach, he say, ah, leave him, let him eat cockroach. Ah, ah. No, no, you are not sleepy. <laughs> and the cough of eating cockroach is more than not that COVID cough. <laughs> Warn him. So I beg of you. They were warning Pharaoh. He said, Pharaoh, behave, behave, you destroy it. The man said, no, I'm powerful. And he was. Eventually, they left Egypt. 
Eventually they were going, and God, oh, what a great God we serve. My next prayer point, you will take note of that one, but don't let me jump into that. Eventually God made sample of him. He drowned him. Oh, God just did. Pharaoh, no more. No more. And the Bible said the whole army, the children, how they regenerated. The Bible didn't tell us, but it must have been a few males decided not to follow the foolish man. Because if all the soldiers were dead, there must have been some old men that reproduced. I mean, he wasted them. Number three, way the hand of God can be with a person. And that one comes in three forms. It can come in form of pulling up. When the hand of the Lord is upon you, it can pull you up. Number two, it can beckon to you. That's what happened in the book of Esther. He said, when he showed the scepter, he came straight. And he said, sometimes all God needs to do is to say, follow me. Just beckon to you. Follow me. And above all, he can put his hand upon you to comfort you. Those, when you wake up every day and you pray, Father, let your hand be upon me. Have in your mind, number one. Lord, are you pulling me up today? Lord, are you beckoning to me to come and get some blessing? Or have you got your hand of comfort over me? They don't worry. It's all right. It's all right, son. Uh, pressure, don't worry. I'm there with you. That's the hand of the Lord upon you. Waited for so long. It's okay, son. Oh, God is a comforter. Oh, he knows how to comfort. I mean, our father and the Lord was saying, after everybody has said all the cliches, it took one person to just say the word after his bereavement. And every weight left. Oh, God can comfort. I've been through dark tunnels before. And just a moment of word from him. In fact, not even a word. I just felt a lifting. May hand be with you. May you pray that every day. Lord, let your hand be with me. Put your hands together. So that you may not forget, number one, what did we say? Number two, what did we say? Number three, what did we say? Number four, my God, fight for me. My God, fight for me. Hallelujah. It's part of the humility thing. Those of you that are prayer warriors, you are non-starters yet. Those who are battle-hardened and they know what they are doing, despite all the battles that they are fighting, the word fight for me never leaves their mouth. Go and check David. More than anyone else. David's cry is always... Many are they that trouble me. Many are they that increase, but thou, Lord, are the glory and the lifter of my head. He said, I cry unto the Lord, and he hear me, and deliver me from all my troubles. He kept saying, Lord, fight for me. He said, when they gather against me, Lord, let them not prosper. A really, really serious believer, we always have in him, my father, fight for me. My God, in fact, it should be my God, because he's going to fight for you as a man of war. That will be Elohim, fight for me, or El Shaddai, fight for me. It's not a joke. That is why many of us, we don't fight unnecessary fight. Have you seen me really fight in this place? Have you? Has arrows been sent in my direction or not? Have you ever, ever seen me on this pulpit? 
slamming anybody, trying to score points. Have you? The day the man somewhere finished ministry, he stood before the church. In those days, if you want to call it the ecclesia, in those days in the wilderness. And he was asking them, did I take any one of you goes? Did I steal anything from you? Did I misappropriate anything? And I'm standing before you today. Have I ever, under any condition whatsoever, stood here to fight any human being? Have I been fought? But it's always, my God, fight for me. Has he fought for me? Ah, how did you know? Uh, the evidence is there. If I'm not crushed, you must have been fighting. That should be your ground. Fight for me. How many fights can you fight? And I've warned you guys. You keep saying, listen carefully to me. Listen carefully to me. You that are fighters. You that are very sharp with your mouth. I'm sorry. I may come across very rude and brash, but I know what I'm doing. You that are very clever in your own way. You say, I will tell him. I will let him know my mind. Uh, there's another elder saying. You said you will tell a person your mind. Do you know what will meet in his mouth? And I've seen this happen before. We, we, you want to placate people? These two people are struggling with one another. You say, please, let's finish this. They say, no. Why are you killing the whole thing? We must all say what we have to say. Uh, please don't let us say. And somebody say, I must talk. I must talk. Okay, talk. Then you begin to talk. Then the other one drop a nuclear bomb. Do you know? I must stop fighting. Let God fight for you. How much strength do you have? How much strength? How clever you are. When I keep telling you that I'm, David doesn't want to hear that. I say I'm not clever. I'm, I'm not worldly clever. I'm wise by the grace of God. He doesn't want to hear that. He still does not believe that. He still believes I'm clever. Because the first day I said, the boy almost jumped off in his chair. I said, ah, stop that, Pastor. Okay, maybe that's my perception. I'm not. Because I know people are very, very much cleverer than I. In fact, sometimes it takes me time to get it. If not, that God, it's true. Oh, you'll have stamped upon me and I'm gone. But God, don't let me lose that. Because if I feel every pain, I will react. And the grace that's given me is that I don't feel it, so I don't react. After I'm human, I mean, if Solomon is just doing like this, like this, he's not Solomon, he's a good man. If somebody is just doing like this, like this for me, and is ribbing me with some words, and I'm just not getting it because I can just be so clear in my mind. But if I get it, and I know where the person is going, my face will first change. The person continue. And then before I knew it, I start firing back. Then when I fight, God can fight. I only be one person. A man that is drowning does not try to save himself. How many of us have been lifeguards? If you have not, they told me that lifeguards, they insist that when they are going to save you, they ask you to relax. You've heard of that before? If you keep struggling, they're not going to drown me. They will leave you. Oh, yeah. Oh, of course. And then you don't, they won't allow you to drown them. Now, why? They keep shouting. And that's why, God forbid... Before anybody starts struggling in water, I know today you won't struggle in water. <laughs> because, because I keep wondering, how will the man talk to you out here when you are in trouble? So ahead of time. But leave water alone, you won't enter that water. But there's water of life that we all enter into. Stop struggling. Leave all to God and see him do it for you. My God, fight for me. Hallelujah. Once again, like um, broken record, one to go. First one. Thank you, sirs. Number two.
number three, number four, amen. Let, let me, I wrote something here, and I wrote it in capital. Maybe sometimes I don't write many things because I know God speaks. But, but let, let, let me drop this one for you. It puts Psalm 3, 1 to 8 on the screen again. And, and this, are, I, I we call this one imprecatory Psalms. Lord, how are they increased? You know it. Uh, that trouble many are they who rise up against me. Thank God for, um, is it not Brooklyn? Yeah, so they, they popular. Many are they who say of me, there is no help for him in God. Keep reading. But you, O oh Lord, are shit for me, my glory, and the one who lifts up my head. Keep going, please. I cried to the Lord with my voice. And what? He heard me from his holy hill. Selah. Number five. I lay down and slept. And read with me. I woke for the Lord sustained me. I will not be afraid of ten thousands of people who have set themselves against me all around. Yes. Arise, O Lord, save me, O my God, for you have struck all my enemies on the cheekbone. <laughs> you have broken <laughs> the teeth. <laughs> Salvation belongs to the Lord. Your blessing is upon your people. Selah. Psalm 35, verse 1, quickly, please. I'll, I'll just give you a few background to that and give leave. Uh, an instruction for us to follow. Plead my cause, O Lord, with those who strive with me. Fight against those who fight against me. Some Pentecostal preachers have told us that the holy way to do it is that you don't ask God to deal with your enemy. Please, perish the idea. Are you hearing me? You heard that from me today. I think I've mentioned it before. Uh, don't fool yourself. Acts chapter 8, Peter went to Samaria. One man was playing game with him. The man released word against him. You Pentecostal, you need to wake up sometimes. You need to take the bull by the horn. Take a stand, press hard against the enemy. Now, is that not a place for you to ask for people to repent? Absolutely. We're in the New Testament. But is that not a place for us to say, Lord, if they will not repent, Lord, do it your way. I understand that code. And you understand that code as well. So before I move on to the final point, which is pretty straightforward one, I beg of you, you will live here making sure you turn on to God to fight those who are rising up against you. And as you do so, you will have testimonies in the name of the Lord. Finally, finally. I'm sure some of you have been wondering, won't we mention this one? Ah, we will. And that is, eh? Eh? Blessing. Yeah. yeah, I know you will say all that. You know what? Do you know? Thank you for bringing that up so that I can help you with this one. For every point made, implicit in them are some of those other things that you did not hear. The blessing will come, Father, let your hand be with me. Inside of that, there's a prayer for blessing. And inside of that, inside of favor, it's another one you want to pray for, is Father, have mercy on me. So it should be so long, but I was checking myself, you know, a little bit slanted towards teaching. I said, Lord, I don't want to come here. People say, oh, yeah, because, you know, when you are preaching to learned people like you, you need to ask God properly. So 
that is not that one. Since you have started, you want to be answering the questions that I didn't ask. So I will properly ask you now. So what is the last one now that you think we have not mentioned? Let your will be done. Good. Let your will be done. That will be more or less under, I will probably put that under my God fight for me. You heard me saying that. When I said that when you are praying that God should deal with the enemy, you first say, Lord, save them. But if they're not safe, handle it yourself. That's let your will be done. Any more? Help me. Ah, that one is straightforward now. Let your hand be with me. Have mercy on me under that one. Any more? May your name be glorified. You are going very deep now. Okay, let me put you out of the mystery. <laughs> My father, keep me to the end. My father, keep me to the end. Everything a person amasses can be lost in a moment. Mercy can be lost. Blessing can. My father, keep me to the end of my project, end of my journey on earth. Keep me to the end. The true greats are known after their death. That's when you know. That's why autobiography is not very. One should be careful. Let me put it that way. Because your story is not ended until you die. So why are you writing it prematurely? Sing your praise as much as you can. But above all, my father, keep me to the end. Jude chapter 1 verse 24. Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with he is able to keep you from stumbling. Second Timothy chapter 4 verse 18. And the Lord will deliver me from every evil work and preserve me to his heavenly kingdom. To him be glory forever and ever. And the people say, Amen. Second Timothy chapter 1 verse 12. Second Timothy chapter 1 verse 12. For this reason I also suffer these things. Nevertheless, I'm not ashamed for I know whom I have believed and I'm persuaded that he is able to keep what I have committed to him until that day. The Lord will preserve us. Our victory shall not be fleeting. We shall not be above today down tomorrow. Too many stories of people that you think they are made, but they didn't pray the prayer of keep me to the end. Your trajectory seems so settled. Everything in place. Everything. I mean, people, you are the envy of everybody. Then suddenly, but that shall not be your portion. That shall not be my portion. I've encouraged those brethren that these next few days, we will keep in mind all these major prayer points. Amen? Expand them as I've shown that you wanted to, but trust the word of the Lord sent to us today. That these are particular words the Lord asked me to tell you, and if you will be true to them, you will not go two weeks into the new month for great and mighty things to be happening in your life. You want to rise on your feet and let's just obey the voice of the Lord right now. Amen. I won't dictate any prayer. It's easy for me to take them one by one. I leave you to pray the one that is most relevant to you. Whichever one that you know you need to key into, just lift your voices right now and key into them right away. Lift your voices and pray. Whatever is it that my father 
keep me to the end. Everybody should pray that one for me. My Father, my God, fight for me. Father, let your hand be with me. Let your hand be with me. Never against me. Never neutral with me. But Lord, let your hand be with me. Father, have mercy on me, O oh Lord. Have mercy. Adonai, have mercy. Have mercy. Have mercy. It's not about what we do. It's all about your mercy. Have mercy. Have mercy, O oh God. And let your name, let your name and your name only be glorified. Oh, we thank you, Father. Leave you to pray, brethren. Please, let's develop that attitude now. I know you are waiting for me to pray. I might not even do so. I will listen to the Lord. But let's let's start attitude start right now. Every time we gather like this, this is a house of prayer. You have something to say to your God. Say it passionately. You may live where you are in your pew. Cry to him. Don't let the moment pass. And everybody asks us to pray. God wants to answer. Because we stand here on the instruction of the Lord. And he is the one that is speaking through us. If he is asking me to tell you to pray now and ask what you need, it's because he wants to answer. Oh, seize the opportunity. Cry to him. Cry to him. Is it for mercy? Is it that his hand will be with you? Is it that you just want to cry out and say, Father, I thank you. In spite of what I'm going through. Is it that you are asking that the Lord shall fight your enemies for you? They shall fight your enemies for you. Is it that you just want the Father to preserve you to the end, preserve you in the faith, preserve you in your health, preserve you in your ministry, preserve you in your career? He should preserve, preserve. He is the preserver of those who will turn unto him. I want you to please pray. Oh, my heart cries to you, my Father. I cry to you. Let me daily be a candidate for your mercy. And let your hand be with me, my Father. Let your hand be with me. I need your hand in my life day after day for this work, oh God. The hand that beckons unto me and show me incredible secret things, oh God. The hands that beckons and say, come and let us go into the secret place and look at things that you have never seen before. The hands that beckons and lead me to the place of blessing. Oh God, let your hand be with me. Let your hand be with me. The hand that rests upon us and comforts us and strengthens us and carries us to the next level. You talk to the Lord. You talk to the Lord over the din of my voice. Yes, as I'm praying in the spirit, I just want you to have that liberty to begin to pray your own understanding and cry to him. Let him hear your voice. It's a golden opportunity. It's not time to just wave, you know, waste it away and say, well, pastor, we'll soon finish and pray and we'll say amen. You talk to your father. He's hearing you. He's here, he's here, he's here, his hand is here, his face is here to behold you and to show you kindness. Cry to him, cry to him. Young man, cry to him, young woman, cry to him. Oh, you elders and, and, and men and women of God, cry to your father right now. He wants to hear us, he's taking us places. I thought somebody's going to cry for mercy over that child. I thought somebody's going to cry for mercy, mercy, mercy. That that child will receive mercy. Lord, no complaints. No, oh God, who has seen? Is it the father? Is it the mother? But let it be the cry for mercy so that the glory of God may be made known in the life of that child. 
we just have a few more moments to pray brother pressing in the place of prayer pressing in the place of prayer hallelujah hallelujah as god healed you before you came here as god delivered you from one difficult situation let your prayer be father i thank you father i thank you father i thank you hey mashkeli mazune Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Let's bring our prayer to a close. In Jesus' marvelous name, we are prayed. Father, we thank you. You are the one who has the word. And your word has come to us today. I hereby pray, Lord, in the name that's above all names, let every one of these your boys and girls be candidates of mercy daily. Let your hand be with us, Lord. And I look up to you, my Father. Please fight our enemies. Fight for us. You have been fighting. Don't stop fighting for us. And above all, may we not stall on this our journey. That glorious home we shall get there. We shall be preserved to the end. And your name shall be glorified. This month that we are focusing on released. In truth, let it be the testimony of everyone that we have been released in the name of the Lord Jesus. And let the world turn around and celebrate you, O God. What shall we say but to say thank you, Father? No more bondage. No more being held down. We are released. 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 Totally and completely released in the name of the Lord Jesus. And his name shall be glorified in our lives. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Jesus, marvelous name, we have prayed. Hallelujah. Amen. So just while we're still standing, I'd like us all to please stretch our hands uh, towards our Father and the Lord, Pastor Chris, this afternoon. He has labored in the place of prayer and the presence of the Lord to deliver this. For more information on what you've heard, please visit our website at www.fountainoflove.org.uk. You'll also find other media presentations available to you. Stay blessed in Christ Jesus. Amen.